I'm Daisy. And I'm Kat. I'm trans. And I'm cis. And we're in a relationship and we're going to talk about that. In this episode, we're talking about how the dynamics of our relationship have changed since I came out. We talk about how we relate to each other and express ourselves differently. And we talk about our expectations versus the reality of living together. This is The Daisy Diaries. I'm Kat Fitch. Welcome to another episode of The Daisy Diaries. Uh, with me here today, we have my co-host, Daisy Webb. <laughs> Hi. Hi, Daisy. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? Oh, I'm excellent, Daisy. Loving my life. <laughs> here we are recording uh, the seventh episode of The Daisy Diaries, due to come out tomorrow. It is right now yesterday. So, how's it going? Yeah, good. I just thought we should mix it up. <laughs> That's fair. That was very fun to do. Thank you. I'm a natural comic talent. <laughs> so we didn't we're doing updates? Have you got have you got any updates? Just general life updates. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. Mm, my driving test is booked in. That's very exciting. I'm yes. so so ready for you to be able to drive. I know I'm afraid, honestly, about the dynamic it's gonna have on our household because you're just gonna be like, ah, you can do the shopping for the next year. <laughs> I assume. I hate being a grony. Do you have any updates? Yeah, sort of. I'm not really sure yet. So in previous episodes, I've talked about how Christmas kind of stresses me out. And for a while, I was going to do a thing with just like my immediate close family. But now the plan has changed and my grandpa's coming and my stepdad is coming. And I'm feeling nervous about it. My granddad doesn't know that I'm trans and... My mum was like, I'd like you to be there. We can just, you know, get by without telling him. And I'm like, that that seems weird. Sort of touched on a lot of the same points as you brought up about your grandma. Just not wanting to be patronising. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, what I've asked my mum to do now is I'm, I'm like, you tell him. I'm, I'm done coming out to people. It's kind of exhausting. Can you just do it for me? And my mum was like, ugh. But, yeah, I think I'm kind of strong-arming her into doing that. I was basically just like... If Papa doesn't know, then I'm not going to go to Christmas. And so. I'm not telling him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being stubborn. I'm being a little baby. No, you're not being a little baby. I think that's completely reasonable, yeah. to be honest. Like, it's okay. There are times when it is okay to be selfish and to put your needs first. And I think that this is one of those times. Yeah. And you're just managing a situation. You're trying to make it the easiest for everyone, really. Mm. Because I think everyone would be stressed out. They were there. They'd be like, which name do we use for you? Do we use a different name in front of your grandpa? Like Exactly. Yeah. It makes everything easier on me and I think it's going to make everything easier for people on Christmas Day. Or yeah. Even if they don't realise right now. Yeah. I think that it will. So, yeah, I guess I'll give more updates as that happens. Yeah. How are you feeling about your granddad finding out or being told? I think a lot of my stress about it was just coming from having that conversation. I just don't know how it would go. And I think outsourcing that, I'm, I'm feeling pretty cool about it now. I'm feeling, feeling pretty happy. Do you know what his attitudes are towards trans people or LGBTIQ plus people in general? I have no idea. One of my mum's cousins is a gay woman. Much as yourself. Yeah. Um... And my grandpa is obviously like aware of that and they get along quite well. So I don't think he's like openly bigoted or anything. Um, what about your brother? 
I don't know, like my brother never actually came out. So I don't know if my grandpa actually knows. Fair enough. Like we were talking to my dad a couple of weeks ago and my dad was like, yeah, Matt never even came out to us. At one point he was like, oh, I broke up with my boyfriend. And my dad was like, oh yeah, okay. Yeah. I mean, especially, I think, feel like for sexuality, especially the goal should be that you don't really have to come out. You yeah. Know, it's not, it's not assumed that you're straight. I feel like with gender identity, it's a little bit different because it has to do with how you want to be addressed um, yeah. and really how you want people to view you. Yeah. Whereas sexuality, it's just about other parts of your life mm. and then who you want to date, obviously. Yeah. So I, I don't really know what his attitudes are. I guess, I guess we'll see. Yeah. We're going to, it's going to be interesting because we have Christmas with my family and all of them, I think, know, like including my extended family now. Um, my grandma, as we've previously covered, does know, but has probably forgotten. And I think has forgotten you even exist. She f- <laughs> that might make it easier to like reintroduce me. It's just like, this is my girlfriend, Daisy. I think she, anyway. Yeah. I don't know. That's what mum was just like. I was talking to my mum last night. She was just like, yeah, just introduce her as Daisy. It'll be fine. I don't know. I think she'll be confused because she has met you. That's what I mean. Like, yeah. She'll be like, I remember, but I don't. I don't know. Yeah. And I sort of feel like it's almost like gaslighty to be like. No, this is Daisy and you're just now meeting her for the first time. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> what true. What do you mean you've met her before and she was a man, Grandma? <laughs> you're cuckoo. <laughs> okay, Grandma. <laughs> Go and get some more eggnog. <laughs> Sit down. I don't want to do that. No, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's really funny. My boyfriend? I've never dated a man. <laughs> I've been gay this whole time. What? what? <laughs> oh, dear. Huh. But yes, it's going to be interesting to see how that goes. I took my grandma for a walk the other day and I think it was the first time she's left her flat all year. Mm-hmm. And we made it about 100 metres down the road. It took us like 20 minutes. <laughs> and she like stopped to look at every single flower and she was just so disorientated. Um, she thought every yard was her yard. And yeah, I think Christmas is going to be interesting. She's really like deteriorated a lot over this year. She's still a happy little camper. She'll be like in a familiar place though. And like around people that she knows. So yes, that's true. I guess we'll see. Mm -hmm. I don't think I have any other updates. Do you? New. All right. I guess we'll move on to like our main topic. The main topic today is, tell me Daisy. It's what has changed in our relationship since I came out. Uh, and maybe some of the things that have stayed consistent as well. Yeah. So on one level, that's what this whole podcast is about. <laughs> yeah. But today we're just going to try and zero in on some specific things that we think changed in the dynamic or in our behaviours towards each other or anything. We've both written little lists. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see. I think we'll have a fair bit of overlap. Yeah, because we have had some conversations about this sort of thing before. Anyway, we'll see. Yeah. Do you want to start? Sure. Cool. The first item on my list, don't look. Okay. Says, I'm nicer to you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Do you agree? It's it's funny because it's true. (laughs) I sort of, I think most of the things on my list are subcategories of that. (laughs) I think that as someone who's dated men only before... Mainly, except for that one woman I went on a date with. <laughs> I'm valid. Anyway, uh, I don't know. You can be a bit mean to your boyfriend. 
it's charming. I stand by <laughs> that. Like, <laughs> I think, yeah. I don't know. I don't think I was super mean to you. No, I don't, I don't think so. At all. I think you were just a bit more comfortable with like... Sassing you. Sassing me or like... I was like, oh, this guy. I just feel like it's such a thing, especially like in amongst my social circles, to be like, ugh, our boyfriends, blah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stupid. Blah. Um, and it's kind of, you know, it's joking. But also you do kind of know if you're a woman who's dating a man that there is a power imbalance mm. that you are not the beneficiary of. Yeah. That they are the beneficiary of. So I feel like I've always kind of just been like, bleh, a little bit. Yeah. So if you can sort of push that balance back a bit more towards the middle, like maybe like asking for more favors or something is like a way of. Yeah, exactly. And just being quite comfortable, being dominant Mm. as in not the dominant one, but being kind of like, no, this is how I want it to be. Or like, yeah. Da, 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 da. I'm very articulate today. (laughs) You know, bleh, 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 bleh. Yeah. It's like, bleh, bleh, bleh. You could be more like particular rather than compromising. Yes. And, you know, I don't think anyone has ever described me as compromising (laughs) in my whole entire life. And that probably still not. But I do think that especially I remember when you first came out, I kept saying things that were sassy and then being like. That's actually quite mean. But she's a lady. (laughs) I like ladies. Yeah. (laughs) I don't want to be mean to my lady friend. (laughs) She has it bad enough. <laughs> so I just think, yeah, much less sassiness out of me. Yeah. And yes, what do you think? What? How, how would you speak to that dynamic? I would say that you're more willing to like compromise or take turns on things than you were before. You're making a face. Does that, <laughs> does that sound like I'm... No, 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 no. I'm just mortified. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, like I completely understand where you're, where you're coming from as well. Like... Yeah. <laughs> hope everybody else does as well. Take what advantages you can get. Yeah. It's just so funny because, you know, I always thought of like the fact that, you know, the, the personal is political and in relationships with men um, as like a, as a feminist, you're aware that your kind of political battle is playing out in your most intimate relationship. Yeah. Um, and I always thought about how that disadvantaged me, which is still significant however i didn't think about the fact that i was using it to give myself license to be a little brat (laughs) i mean i kind of knew i was being a brat and i always liked being a brat but i guess i didn't think about how gendered that was yeah but i don't really want to be a brat i mean i'm still kind of a brat (laughs) i don't think you are really no you think i've stopped being a brat did you think i was a brat before no you think you were yes okay that's my identity i just don't like saying nasty things about you (laughs) Oh my God, you're such a pussy. (laughs) I'm sick of coming off as the villain just because you're a pussy. (laughs) Yeah, I agree with that statement as well. Because I'm a pussy or I don't know. I'm so agreeable. You're just so agreeable and I am not. And that is not my fault. Yeah. Except that it is. (laughs) Um, Flowing on from the gender roles stuff. So... Neither of us have been in a lesbian relationship before. (laughs) Yes. Um, Obviously, because I've not been in a relationship as a woman. Yes. Um, And I've not been in a relationship with a woman. Yeah. Yes. That's true. But I feel like because I've sort of like, I don't know what I'm trying to say here. I'm not sure what you're trying to say either. (laughs) So 
you're you're bisexual. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you're saying lots of true facts. Mm. But that hasn't really been like shown in like who you're dating, I guess. Well, bisexuals date men and women and non-binary people. Yes. So it has been. But before me, you've dated just all men. So like. So it doesn't count that I'm bisexual. <laughs> no, that's not. That's not what I'm asking. <laughs> What I'm asking is, like, now it's sort of, like, expressed, I guess. Like, how do you feel about that? You mean I'm only bisexual when I'm dating a woman? No. <laughs> You've said before that, like, it... <laughs> I thought you were going to say something on your list about you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's like, it's about our relationship and... How do you feel about being in a, in a gay relationship for the first time? I like it. <laughs> I think it's cool. Great. I'm having a great time. Good for you. I don't really know what it means to like date women as a woman all that much. We've been together through this whole thing. So I I wonder like what it would be like to start courting someone. <laughs> <laughs> to woo someone. To woo. Yeah. Woo. Woo. Not that I want to. I'm obviously very happy in this relationship. Yeah, this is stressing me out. Yeah. No, I'm good. Just how curious are you, Daisy? <laughs> Not very. Mm. Um, no, sorry. I'm being obtuse. I know what you mean. You mean that you are in a gay relationship for the first time or same gender relationship, I should say, for the first time, but you have always dated women, mm. whereas I haven't dated women. Yeah. Yes, I understand what you're getting at. Yeah, I feel good about it. I mean, I think I've talked previously about kind of feeling a lot of internalized biphobia over the years in terms of really just in some ways, like I came out when I was 23 or I I sort of realized I was bi when I was 23, which isn't super old. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, given that I grew up in a very left wing social kind of setting and very exposed to, you know, people of different sexualities and ideas of different sexualities I do feel like it took me a long time to come around to my own sexual identity Mm -hmm. which I think is because yeah just this idea that women um, hook up with other women for attention or that they just do it you know there's it's a bit of experimenting it's a bit of fun Mm. um, but it's not it's nothing to be taken seriously and yeah, but I mean, by the time I came out, I, I had slept with women, but I just, <laughs> I didn't realize that that meant I was bi. And so then after I came out, I still felt a lot of uncertainty about my place within the queer community, which sucks. I mean, I don't think that women who are dating men should have to feel that way. Yeah. So really, but yes, I, I it feels validating, definitely. Yeah, cool. Um, to be dating a woman, I must admit, I'm like, ha ha. I belong. <laughs> I have proof now. Yes, imaginary people in my head. You can't keep me out now. <laughs> so, yeah, it's good. Yeah, cool. I guess that question wasn't really about changes to no our relationship. relationship. No. No. Should I do another one of mine? Sure. Um, so, this one is uh, we give each other a lot more appearance-based compliments. Have you noticed that? Yeah, that one's on mine as well. Oh, okay. I don't think you give me any more than you used to. You think it's just more one way? Yeah. Do you? Why? I think because you you give me more, I sort of reciprocate that and I'm giving back just as much as I'm... Receiving. Receiving, yeah. <laughs> Hear more about that on our sex episode. Ooh. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> we need to stop recording these on Sundays. Oh, yeah. I'm loopy. Um, 
Yes, I have that on my list too, that we give each other a lot more, well, that I give you more compliments around your appearance, which doesn't sit very well with me on one level. I don't know how you feel about it. I don't know. I think any sort of compliments are nice. Yeah. I think think you sort of compliment me more generally. Like overall, the amount of compliments I'm getting is increased. It's definitely. So I'm not really fussed what type of compliments are coming at me. I just want more of them. Yeah, because I think there's two two parts of it. One is that you're transitioning right now, like you're in the early stages of transition and that a part of that is explicitly to do with your appearance. Yeah. Um, and I need, I'm not like sure of everything I want, so like you're giving me a lot of encouragement in that way, I guess. Yeah, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm jeeing you up and I think that's a, you know, totally nice thing to do and and what I want to do the other half is that yes I think that when you are around women like women just tend to receive more praise for their appearance than men which I think is kind of icky Mm. I don't love that do I think men should get more compliments for their appearance or women should get less I don't know (laughs) I guess give men more but I don't want to give them more (laughs) they've taken enough wow I don't know, maybe just like compliment them on things they've put in effort for rather than just like passive things. Like your face is nice. It's not a, you know, that's so arbitrary. Whereas like, I don't know, your hair looks great today. It's like something you've worked for. I mean, it is, but I don't know. I have really mixed feelings about it in general, like appearance. And on the one hand, things to do with appearance and especially like makeup, there is a part of that that is creative and uh, Mm. can be like an expression of personality and of self and it can be like a really fun joyful thing but I also think it can obviously be a part of uh, really limiting women and oppressing women by having expectations on them to look really good and to kind of valuing most those things associated with their appearance yeah I heard someone (laughs) on a podcast the other day I think it was actually uh, Drew from 2013 season of Big Brother uh, on the podcast Too Much Tully uh, by Tully <laughs> Smith. Not a reference that I understand. <laughs> well, they were on Big Brother together and they had a little a love scandal. Anyway, Ooh, okay. he said, and I feel like I really agree with this, just because something takes effort doesn't mean it's worthwhile. <laughs> Which I'm not, I'm not saying that necessarily about appearance, but I do think that often we kind of just conflate, like if it took effort, that means it's good. Yeah. But, like, it's perfectly possible to spend hours and hours laboring over your appearance, which distracts you from, you know, doing things that might actually bring you more internal satisfaction. Yeah. I've knitted at least three ugly scarves. Have you? Yeah. I didn't know you knit. They they suck. I can't knit well. (laughs) And that's the point, I guess. Like, putting time and effort into something doesn't mean it's going to look good. That's not what I'm saying. Okay. That's... No. Okay. Okay. Putting effort into something doesn't mean it's worthwhile. It's not the same as doesn't mean it will look good. You've just conflated worthwhile and looking good. I have. And the whole point I'm making is that looking good isn't necessarily worthwhile. Gotcha. Okay. Um, But yes, I think I do definitely give you more compliments on your appearance and I agree that yes that probably means that you reciprocate them as well yeah I think there is definitely more I guess uh like tenderness between us like I want you to feel good in the ways that you're making me feel good yeah and I think maybe this is a theory I don't know you'll need to confirm or deny but 
you know, now going through this process that is so, is on one level quite heavily based around what your appearance is like and that kind of pressure to present a certain way mm. maybe has really opened your understanding of some of what my struggles or my feelings around appearance are. Yeah. And, and made you understand it on a, on a deeper level. Yeah. What do you think? I agree with that, yes. Um, sometimes before we are going out, you'd try on a whole bunch of different things. I'd be like, they all look fantastic. You look great. I don't understand what's going on. But then <laughs> like now I'm doing the exact same things being like, oh, okay, cool. I, I know what you the meant pressure. now. I know what you mean now. Yeah. It's a bit sad in a way, don't you think? Yeah. Cause like, who am I dressing for? Yeah. This whole thing is very like internalized. Like what are people going to think? It was like, which people? Yeah. But I understand why you feel that pressure. Definitely. Yeah. You know, on one level you go out into the world and there are just so many opportunities for you to be misgendered you know, if you're interacting with even just like bar staff or whoever. So I imagine that's probably a site of anxiety for you, how femininely you present in the outside world. Because as we've said previously in in our home or in like in environments where you're not exposed to strangers, you actually present fairly, not androgynously, but like not super femininely. And it kind of... Just kind of neutrally. Yeah. Yeah. Neutral, maybe a dress, but not super, you know what I'm saying. I know. It was funny. I had a class the other day at the very start, a student came up to me and was like, I'm really nervous about misgendering people. Can I ask you what your pronouns are? And I'm like, oh, sweet. This is really nice. Like, I guess I'm putting out some sort of vibe. energy or vibe or something. And cause I'm going boy mode. I was like, okay, I'm he, him, but, <laughs> <laughs> but it was still nice so to get brutal. that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to be like, someone's reaching out. They want to like, but I'm going to lie. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to lie in this setting. I was like, for now. <laughs> Yeah, um, you didn't tell me about that. Was that in a high school or? Yeah, it was. He was a year eight kid. That is so nice. Yeah. I mean, his behavior was terrible for the rest of the class. He was such a handful, but that was really nice. Yeah. And he wasn't taking the piss? Oh, that's the thing. It is so hard to tell with high school kids. <laughs> Maybe he was just trying to like curry my favor before he started because he's like, okay, I'm going to be, I'm going to be nasty from here on. I just want this teacher to think that I'm nice for the first bit or maybe he was being sarcastic and was messing with me who knows but it made me feel good in the moment yeah and I'm gonna hold on to that and pretend that's what he meant you should (laughs) you gotta you gotta take what you can get in this life um the next thing on my list is romantic gifts and gestures I think that similarly to compliments I have given you a lot more kind of like treats and gestures Romantic and gifts stuff. and gestures. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, my birthday was like nonstop. It was, it was so nice. Yeah. Well, so, so for your birthday, I got you a giant Star Wars Millennium Falcon Lego set. Yep. Which was awesome. I spent like two days building it. And now you'll probably never touch it again. I play with it still. <laughs> it's got little guns in the front. You can like shoot out little laser beams. It's cool. um, so I got you that. But then I also, I had flowers delivered for you. And I had this box of baked goods yeah. delivered for you. Was there anything else? Oh, flowers and balloons. There were heart-shaped balloons. <laughs> Those balloons did not give up. They lasted for so long. One of them lasted for like two months and it was still kind of half floating. We only got rid of it like two weeks ago. Yeah. It was a little trooper. A storm trooper. Anyway. Oh. <laughs> um, what am I saying? Oh, yeah. I've never given flowers to a male partner. Mm-hmm. I've never given baked goods to a male partner. And in fact, I have agonized. 
over, over whether you could give those things? No, over what to get them. What do I get them? Oh, blah, yeah. Because I have to think of some, what are men like? Blah, blah, blah. Or what is this man like? Like, it doesn't feel like, and I mean, I still always want to give something that's personal. Hmm. Um, but it just, it's another one of those things that now I look back and I'm like, that's bullshit. And I should have done more of that stuff because everyone likes to be spoiled. Yeah. And I think, yeah, it's similar to the compliments thing in the sense that I just feel one thing that's changed is it's really opened up the ways that I can express love to you. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, previously you've, you've given me like nice gifts as well, but yeah, I understand what you mean. Like the, like spoiling someone. I don't know if people would necessarily do that in, in the same way with like a, a male partner. No. And you, for example, I bought you a massage voucher. I don't know if that's something I would have done for like all these things, like you don't think of them as being gendered, but I think they are sort of gendered. Yeah. People sort of want to like pamper women and yeah. like take care of them and stuff. Yeah. And uh, I don't need to be taken care of, but I, fuck do I like it? You know, oh, yeah. <laughs> I enjoy it. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think that's something that's definitely changed. And, I, and flowers especially is something I think, even if I think back on relationships I've had with men, most of them, I would have been uncomfortable giving them flowers because I think they would have been like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, you know, Homer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> is it gay to love nature, boys? <laughs> so. I guess you'd have to, like, really think. If you were going to get a man flowers, like, you'd really think about, like, okay, what type am I getting? It's got to be something that's, like, masculine <laughs> flowers Black or something. peonies. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's stupid. It's, it's silly for, to feel that way. Yeah. And... Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's one of the through lines um, that has come up when we're recording this is that it's really just given me pause to think about the ways that my previous relationships and our relationship has been gendered that I might not have given that much thought to. Hmm. You just notice a lot more things. Yeah, or just even realise that it's stupid. Because I knew, it's not like I've never thought about the fact that that women get flowers and men don't. Like, I obviously Mm. am aware of that. Men get shower gel. Yeah. (laughs) But I've never, now I'm just like, it's dumb. Like, Mm. it's so fun. Okay, this is the thing. It is so fun to like shower you with gifts. Yeah. I really like doing that. And that's not something I've really been able to do for a partner before in that way. The thing about the Star Wars Lego set, the reason I bring that up is that because I also really didn't want to just get you quotes on quotes girl things. Yeah. Because like, for example, for our anniversary, I got you makeup. Yes. And I've previously bought you some jewellery as well. And I know those things are like appreciated and, and good, but I am cautious of kind of going too far in that direction and like yeah, treating like... you more as just like a, a generic woman than Rather like than someone the with person that, and hobbies. that I know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I bought you this Star Wars Lego set as the main gift. And also because I don't want to really contribute too much to you feeling like you have to do things like wear lots of makeup and mm. Glam up all the time Because I have a complicated relationship with those things Mm -hmm. And I love Star Wars It was such a cool gift You're welcome What's next? Uh, On my list um, This one's sort of more of a social thing But I think it's it's still to do with us So I think we've mentioned the podcast before We both do comedy And I feel like the Like women in comedy It's quite a tight-knit group And I feel like previously It was sort of like your friend group but now I'm sort of like moving into that, I guess. How do you feel about like your social dynamics changing a bit? Uh, I ha- Fine. Yeah, cool. I don't know. No, no, it's fine. Yeah, I feel fine about it. I don't feel weird about it. What are you implying? 
nothing at all no i don't think you've been like jealous of anything or like being like i'm doing a thing and you're not invited yeah i think that is one of the areas where it didn't at all make me think you were trans before you came out because i was very surprised when you came out um but when i looked back like your real feeling of you just felt very like sad that you weren't in the kind of women's in comedy group yeah like we had had conversations where you'd just get really upset about it. And at the time, me thinking you were a cis man, sorry about it. Um, I was like, suck it up, basically. Like, yeah, there's a reason that it's kind of like a women's space. Like women look after each other and... Yeah, and it's like not your place to be in that space. Yeah. Ah, hindsight. <laughs> um, yeah, but no, I feel, yeah, I feel fine about it. Yeah. I don't have anything interesting to share on that. Uh, but good. I also don't think that's really about our relationship. Do you think it is? I think so. Because it's like our relationship brought outside of our house. It's like we have our separate friend groups. And I would say mine is like the the people I hang out with probably the most are men. And that that is changing. And so when we hang out together with our friends, I don't know. I think it's I think it's different in how, how we spend time together. Yeah, okay. That was quite rambly. No, that's fine. <laughs> um, I think I'm out of things that have changed. Have you got any more? Yes. I think also is me kind of being more of an emotional support person for you than I have previously. I think it's worth kind of noting that when you came out to me, we'd been together eight months mm. and now we have been together a year and a half and are living together. So some of these changes, it's hard to know like... What's what? Yeah. How much of it is because you've come out and you're transitioning and how much of it is just that our relationship has progressed. But yeah. I definitely think that I have been more of a support person for you than I probably would have been, of course, just because not because you're a woman, just because you're like going through something. Yeah. But yeah, I think I have noticed in throughout my kind of adult or like dating life that I tend to be in friendships where I, I tend to feel... <laughs> And I don't know if my, anyone else would agree with this, but that in my friendships, that's where I tend to like often be a, more the support giver than the support getter. Mm-hmm. Not always, but just as a generalization and especially when I was younger. But in relationships, I don't tend to seek out that dynamic. And I usually tend to want someone who can provide me with emotional support rather than yep. the other way around or not. I don't know if I seek it out, but that's just kind of the way it's happened. Just someone to like rely on and... Yeah, and so like of, lean on a little bit. Yeah, like kind of sit with me when I'm in a mood, that kind of thing. Yeah, be with me and in, in when I'm feeling a bit emotionally fragile, I suppose. Whereas I noticed a lot of um, other women friends of mine, the opposite. Yeah, you know, they are often dating men who they have to really be a support person for. Yeah, um, and I haven't found that so much. So. In this relationship, I think. I mean, I definitely think it's give and take. Like, you're definitely Mm. that for me as well. But that is something I think has changed. Yeah, I feel like early on, I don't know. I was like, nothing bothers me. I'm just there. I'm mellow, whatever. And I feel like as we've grown closer and also through me transitioning, it has been a lot more sort of even on us, like needing to take turns looking after each other. Yeah, I think that this whole process and in some ways our relationship has really opened you up. Definitely, yeah. <laughs> I should express myself more when I'm talking about that. Yeah, like I had a tendency to sort of just let things go. 
a lot. If something was upsetting me, I'd just like press it down a little bit and be like, okay, cool. I don't need to bother my partner with this. If it's a small issue, it'll go away and they don't need to know about it. And I feel like now I'm a bit more comfortable letting you know, you know, like if there's something upsetting me or if sometimes you've done something and I'm like, okay, I'm actually going to let you know that that's bothering me now. Yeah. Do you think the dynamic in your previous relationships has been that, that you should kind of more felt like you had to just not bring it up or just chose not to or what? I think a bit of both. Yeah. And I think that's why all my previous relationships have uh, not continued. (laughs) Um, You know, like I'll be just like giving and giving and um, being very supportive without letting my partner know that I need them to support me in some things. And then eventually I get frustrated with them that I'm not getting anything back. And then things kind of turn to shit. Yeah, that's big type two energy <laughs> on the Enneagram. You're a type two as well, aren't you? Yes. Yeah. I think so. You made me do the Enneagram like two, <laughs> three times. No, I didn't make you do it three times. Yeah, because we could never, rem- it was like months apart and you- we couldn't remember what type it was. And you're like, just check again, please. I don't, maybe twice. It turns out our types are a good match. Oh, so you're not a type two because I'm a type two. Oh, no, I, I'm i like a type nine or I don't know. Yeah, and then Uno, because it turns out you're one that often mistypes as a type two. Yes. This is such a... It's like very astrology adjacent. Really gone on a segue into personality tests. <laughs> but just one of the characterizations of type twos is, is um, yeah, over really overgiving in relationships and then becoming resentful. That's mm. why I was thinking of that just then. Yeah. Um, but you were saying to me the other day something so sweet... Basically, that you said that you feel like you started thinking so much more about yourself after dating me because I was so curious about your internal mental state. Oh, yeah. And that that's one of the ways that you came to come out. And then you cried. (laughs) (laughs) Again. Again. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But no, can you? Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, you just wanted to know everything, like what I was thinking all the time and how I was feeling about things. And often I'd be quite evasive. I'm aggressive in my pursuit of the knowledge of the inside of someone's brain. (laughs) But I feel like that persistence really, eventually I was like, I guess I should just tell her how I'm feeling or what I'm thinking. And I think that led to a lot of introspection that eventually I was like, oh, okay, there's some stuff I haven't really thought about properly. Ah, I'm the hero of this podcast. (laughs) I thought that should be everyone's takeaway for today. Yeah. I had one more thing on my list. But it's a thing that's stayed the same. And you know what this is. I've forgotten. I just wanted to talk about something that that hasn't changed. It's uh, all of our household chores. We didn't live together when you came out. Just saying. Okay. That's true. Mm -hmm. But we were still, you know, we were taking care of a lot of this. No, we weren't. We lived in separate households. As you can see, I'm already defensively (laughs) blocking what's about to be said to me. But yeah, a lot of our... our, uh, A lot of our chores have stayed consistent through my transition. The, you know, the things that we each have decided that we should do. And I feel like anytime like something needs to be fixed or like someone needs to be called to fix something, I'm like the authority on that. And I'm like, I don't really know what I'm doing. Why do you? But then That's not a chore. Daisy but, thinks. You know what I mean though, right? I know what you mean. Daisy yeah. thinks that I want her to do the man tasks. <laughs> Yes. And I just want to say that is it because you I once identified you as a man or is it just because I don't want to do those tasks? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, it's a trap, isn't it? Like either. It's a very funny standoff every time. <laughs> I'll be like, babe, you can call the internet people, right? And you're like, why should it be me? You're kind of being like, are you saying because I'm trans that I'm somehow more affiliated with male chores? I know about internet. Yeah. And then I'm like, are you saying that a woman doesn't know about internet? <laughs> <laughs> and then you do it. So Yes. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's either transphobic or misogynistic. You decide. <laughs> yes, I do know that. But yeah, I don't know, because I would also say that I've been in households where I did. I was in charge of those kinds of things. Yeah. Are there other particularly gendered tasks you think fall to you? I think it's largely around like, you know, moving furniture. We just set up our Christmas tree. I had to shift all the furniture around to set that up. It's mainly around fixing things like, you know, your set of drawers fell apart and you were like, fix this. And I'm like, it's a screwdriver. You you can do it. And you're like, I don't know how to do it. You do it. You'll do it better. <laughs> you know how to do it. I don't know how to do it. And then I tried to show you how to do it so you could fix well, it next but then time. If I do that, then I'll just have to do it next time. <laughs> Why would I engage in a teaching process that's only going to mean I have to do it? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> someone, someone in this house already knows how to do it, Daisy. Yeah. As, um, as a fellow lazy person, I understand <laughs> where you're coming from. Okay, the Christmas tree, I was just being lazy. Yeah. We were going to do it together and then I just didn't feel like it. <laughs> I wasn't like, you do the tree, Daisy. Yeah. I was just like, I'm not ready to do it yet. Yeah. Or something. Um, but yes, I definitely do think there's a gendered element too. And I don't think it has so much to do with me viewing you as like, a man or capable of doing the man tasks. I think it's just that I'm used to, if I'm in a relationship, the other person does those tasks. Yeah. So it's not really to do with how I view you so much as how I view my own role within a relationship on some level. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. And also just that I'm lazy. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, I stubbornly refuse to learn new things that will lead to me. No, I don't always, I don't think that's completely true. Daisy thinks it is completely true. I can, you can't see her face, but I can. I've just got my thinking face on. <laughs> I'm casting my very poor memory back to look for examples. And I, <laughs> I don't know. Well, I just mean, you know, overall, like, I don't know. In some ways, I pride myself as a person who does like to learn to, you know, how to do things so that I can do them for myself. Yeah. But what I can do for myself is get you to fix the drawers. That is true. So. Did you have any other things... Um, no, I, I do have division of housework down here, um, mm-hmm. as well, just to talk about it. But again, I, well, I guess the way, the thing that has changed or that I think is really interesting about that is that, yeah, I don't know. I think it's really interesting and I, I don't know that it has so much to do with, um, being with a trans partner so much as just being in like a same gender relationship where being someone who's mostly been in different gender relationships and mostly been a cis woman dating cis men the politics of feminism has been a really big part of the personal yeah intimacies of my like the personal is political in a really significant way in those relationships and I always envisaged that even if I had a really happy relationship that there would be a bit of this kind of political element to uh sharing a home with a partner and when it came to yeah dividing housework and and looking at the way the house was just generally managed and things like that. I think I just imagined that 
you know, I was always worried about the idea of living with a partner uh, when I imagined that it would be a man because I felt that I, I it was likely, um, just based off what we know about general statistics, that a lot of the housework would fall to me and that I would really have to fight against that. But now I realise, having kind of experienced it through a diff- in a different way with being in a, in a same-gender relationship, that the dynamics of having to work out how to share the housework and, like, division of household labour is still there yeah all that stuff still needs to be worked out but that political power and gender power imbalance isn't present and I had really never thought about the way that those tasks get split up without having that political layer on it yeah so it's just like realizing that there's this element of it that actually isn't really political at all it's just that two people have to work out how to get stuff done Mm. and I mean it probably says a lot about the way I see the world that (laughs) I had only thought about it from the political point of view But yeah, it's just interesting to be in a relationship where that kind of gendered aspect, you know, gender is still present within our relationship, as we've discussed, but it it doesn't play out in the way that I expected it to. Mm. Well, I think, yeah, we're at the end of our lists. I think we might finish up the episode there. One thing I do want to say before we wrap up is that if you're not following us on social media we are daisy diaries pod on instagram we are the daisy diaries podcast on facebook so go and follow us there and if you have any questions um that you would like to submit just jump into our dms we're really interested to know what people are curious about what people want to hear about and definitely open to answering questions yeah yeah and uh that's it for today sweet see talk to you next time bye